Being raised with opposing political ideologies, Jason Allen realized from a young age that he was not cut out to live his parents' lifestyle. While being a lifelong bachelor and playboy may be sought after by most men, Jason finds his unique lifestyle to be true to himself. Having visited over 50 countries, he has found his inner peace within the depths of Brazil. Not afraid to put his fortune where his mouth is, the founder of Skyline Consultants has expanded what was once his urban planning company into an international land investment empire. Tonight on Chasing Capitalism. just tell you this if, if we if you go with me you meet me in Brazil where we oh, go together I, I am telling to, you you, you will never you will it'll be like a told because you know what you're doing That's I know this I, I know better this, than I know Rio I, yeah, I know all of it like the back of my hand yeah yeah so it's good times well Jason Paul Allen now that I know your middle name that's right coming on yeah you bet I'm pretty honored to be here Glad. Yeah. <laughs> so did you uh, did you have a chance to do your homework assignment? Uh, I did. I did. And uh, it's pretty rare that, uh, or actually, it's strange that since uh, since I've been in the industry that I've been in, that I that I actually never read uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Okay. And so, uh, yeah. But I always wanted to, and I'd always right. heard so many people, uh, you know, rave about it, and uh, I thought it was great. You know, it had. Uh, it really, it really just kind of, um, it helps to, it did a great job of, of kind of reorienting uh, everything that, that, that you've always, most people have been taught as they've gotten older or as they were growing up. Sorry, and so, sorry. Um, you want to just restart? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. I, th I think switch? it's that last switch. Okay. Or, oh, but no, no. Oh, the, this one. Yeah, yeah. There okay, you go. Sorry, guys. Sorry. And I don't know. Sorry, guys. No it's, problem. It's, we're five seconds That's in. Right. It doesn't it gives matter. gives me a couple of seconds to, to calm down a little bit from <laughs> racing racing over here. <laughs> yeah. I didn't kill anyone. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. All right. We're good to go now. Okay. Take two. <laughs> Take two. Sounds good. Okay. Well, now that we know what you read, it is a good book. Yeah. And, and what I like about it is that so much of reading in the business world is about technical digits, investments, history, mm -hmm. charts, yeah. everything. And yeah. it, it's very rare. And it's also what I liked about the book you picked for me, or uh -huh. at least the one I picked out of your list, Outliers, yep. is because it can break down the society and human mindset sure. of why you do things. And the biggest thing that I took away from that and, and something that I've always actually thought myself is that nobody got somewhere on their own. Even if they grew up without parents, grew up without siblings, without funding, without investors that believed in them, their success, not them, but their success is a byproduct of the chance of the generation that they were born in and the second that they lived in and the place that they lived and the people that 100%. they met. And it it's almost makes you feel like you're in a matrix. Yeah. Of circumstance. It's true. It's true. And it, it's a matter of if I didn't talk to Jason Allen today, then maybe this podcast wouldn't have blown up. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, 
and that's kind of what I got out of it. I mean, I, the, the outliers to me is, uh, well, it does such a great job of, of um, whether it's the foundation of the rice patties, you know, that it's, and, and, and it, it kind of can explain throughout uh, history and the culture and how detailed and, and just cultural norms that have kind of uh, emanated from that um, uh, kind of from the history of, of, of the people. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, everyone gets somewhere because of someone else. That's and, relationships. And you want to know the biggest conclusion I drew is exactly what you brought up, which is one of the chapters in the book is, and, and it, I'd like to express that it's not a racist ideology or way of thinking. It's simply genealogy and circumstance of location of course. and culture. Yep. So it looks at rice farmers back in Asia. Yep. And one of the <laughs> problems that they ran into is that their competitors would, um, which would be, you know, white Englishmen would have the ability and financial inclined to buy land to produce more crops. And so they said, well, how are we going to stay in business if these people are outdoing us? Mm -hmm. Enter quality control, sure. which at the time was not a thing. So they found out the ways, <laughs> <laughs> a way to have the sunlight hit the plant perfectly and when to water to get it on a better schedule and eventually outgrow through quality yep. the competition. Yep. And the other side of the spectrum on that is you know, if you look at people in America early on and uh, settlers in other white land as well, they would they would operate around hibernation. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is survival. And so what they would do is they would gather crops and they would strengthen their immune systems in the summer and they would get all their work done throughout the heat. And then when it came time for winter, they wouldn't eat anything. They wouldn't talk to anybody. They yep. wouldn't do anything to survive. And that is the only way because they would have to ration their food, which would ration their energy, which would ration their immune system. And so of then course. you look at the culture we live in today of people like you and me, yep. we're the common theme, not for us, but for a lot of people. And we're both guilty of it here and there. I think everybody is, is Netflix. And welcome welcome over, to the human race. Over summer, yeah. summer break, which the Chinese don't have. They don't have a school summer break. Yep. So it's very fascinating to see how everything ties in to produce the product of people like you and me. It's so fascinating. It, it's so it makes you think. And I've never taken or had the opportunity to take the step back to look at that. Yeah, I didn't read that book until I was probably, you know, in my 30s. And when I read it, I just um, I was blown away. Mm -hmm. I just was kind of in awe uh, of, of the brilliance of the of the storytelling and the connecting of the dots and and, um, you know, really getting into the uh, the 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 grave detail of, you know, how things happen and how they evolve. And, and, uh, yeah, I thought it was just such a, uh, an, an incredible book. It's a bit yeah. all over the place. Yeah. It's, it's hard to find a common theme. Yeah. The book itself yeah. has multiple outliers. So it, for my brain, you know, when I'm on a subject, I like to study deep and then yeah. get an understanding of that deep ideology. It's so it's hard for, you know, my OCD and sure. ADHD to go all over the place and cover all these topics. Well, you, you, it's funny that you bring that up because I think the brilliance behind it is that each story is an outlier. It is. No, it's fantastic. That's, that's what makes it. There's a bit of irony 
in the title itself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's uh it's, it's yeah it's incredible. So yeah. Uh, very cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was great. Yeah. And, and the yeah. plane crash. How it's, <laughs> it's not one big blow up. And and the way I relate that is with all these companies. It's it's not one big failure. Mm -hmm. well, in your case. <laughs> <laughs> water maybe <laughs> we'll get to that later though it, it's not one big kaboom and sure. unless you know sure. you're, you're jason allen and have crappy quality control but um, <laughs> there you but, go. <laughs> uh, it, it's a series of decisions a series of decisions to hire a certain management which therefore impacts the performance of certain employees mm -hmm. and then personalities clash and then this job doesn't get done which leads to a much bigger snowball but yep. it, it kind of makes you realize that the devil is in the details is what one hundred percent about. Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. So true. So um but yeah, it's uh it's just it's uh it was just a mind blower. So um and then you know the rich dad, poor dad, um, yeah, it was just it's just a great um it's a a fascinating take on um to to kind of just upset what we've all been taught, right. what most people have been taught in our culture throughout all these years, and uh, and it kind of put it on it on its head, and uh, and uh, yeah, there's a reason why it it's the main it's probably the main most cited book um, when it comes to why people get get into real estate or they they want to become an entrepreneur or or something of that nature. So. Right. And, and what I liked about that is it doesn't teach the skills, it teaches the mindset. Yeah. So anybody can understand it. Of course. You don't, you don't need to be Jason Allen yeah. or yeah. You know, Charles Sr. to pick it up and be fluent in it. It's, it's an amazing concept. Yeah. And I think once the most important thing, which I've said on here before, is it teaches you how to not have a price and to truly do what you love and um, just chase, chase yourself not money. Yeah. Because eventually, you know, you, you get it and there's no gratification. Yeah. It's the journey that matters. Right. And that's it, the it, fun part. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like we were talking about before we started the episode is yep. going to Europe and seeing 52 countries. 52 countries. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the journey. And, uh, you know, most of the time people do not, um, uh, you know, in the, in this, I don't want to say this generation, but in our culture uh, and just where we're at in, in, in history, people, um, you know, they, it's, it's a, they stick something in a, um, in a microwave and, you know, boom, 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 30 seconds, everything's finished. And, and I think that one of the things that has been lost is uh, how important the journey and the building a foundation and, and building something. And so, uh, and how do you get there, you know, um, and you're going to fail. There's going to be failures and that's how you learn. And so, um, you know, and that's the, that's the beauty when it comes to capitalism is that it's the system allows for, it doesn't, it doesn't design, it doesn't say who the winners are going to be. The individual makes those decisions and the time and the parents and exactly every, and and, and all the people that were behind that person right you know um i had a uh my father was um was an, a, an incredible man and just loved him dearly and uh 
but we we came from very different viewpoints politically, and um, and he loved to surf, and so you know you should have written the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just I'll just say he uh, I was like Alex P. Keaton, which is uh, I don't that that was. Um, uh, Michael J. Fox's original okay. character, okay. Uh, Growing Pains, I think is, I can't remember the name of the show, but anyway, uh, so my dad and I had totally different um, uh, different viewpoints when it came to religion and, um, and uh, uh, political philosophy and that type of thing. And so it actually made me better because in order to be able to debate and to be able to, um, you know, have cogent conversations with him. I had to know my stuff. I think disagreement is one of the best things about humanity, but the shame in it is, is nobody knows how to properly disagree. Not anymore. If you look at old yeah. campaigns, yeah. Um, <laughs> they sat or they stood and they talked to each other. Yeah. And once, once your time was up, the next yeah. contendent went. Exactly. And um, they said what they liked and what they didn't like. Yeah. And they said, hey, I'm wrong all the time but let's examine the facts. Sure. Here are the facts that I know to be true, which again, may be wrong. Right. And this is why I believe what I believe. And mm -hmm. that's all it takes. Yeah, But exactly. now in this society, we're caught up in this constant battle between everybody. Sure. And I, you know, no leader will ever be perfect because nobody's no, ever going to of course not. Everything. Of course and not. if it was the case, then we wouldn't get anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the other problem is, is, is when, when you, if you have a society that is uneducated um, when it comes to um, in America, the Constitution or civics or history, um, and uh, and it's not just this generation; it's all many generations that are um, that are not knowledgeable about history, and so they don't understand, um, you know, where we came from, where we've been, and, and uh, without understanding having some of that background because um, then you're left to your emotions and emotions um, you know have you, have you ever made a good decision have you ever said hey dad or hey mom I was totally emotional and um, I made the most amazing decision I got to tell you all about it I just made an emotional purchase <laughs> of shares the other day there you go that well counts, but... well so hopefully it works out, but typically making decisions. I shouldn't say emotional, yeah. but yeah. you get what I'm saying. Totally. I believe in it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the balance sheet checked out, but we'll, well see. So, but, but, so you, but, but, yours, but yours not based solely on emotion. Right. What right. I'm saying is that when, when you, we have ideals and ideas and thoughts that are not based in, uh, with, a, with a solid foundation, and this, then, then it's easy to become triggered and, and things like that because because uh, you don't know and uh, certain words can trigger you. And, and so it's it's really caused a major uh, rift in how we're able to kind of communicate with each other. And don't get me wrong, I, I, I get a little feisty myself. So, um, you know, I'm uh, I'm certainly not perfect from that standpoint. But um, yeah, so I'm not sure what. <laughs> Went, went a bit down of a rabbit hole, yeah. but but what you just yeah. described is the yeah. reason why history repeats itself of is course. because of ignorance and lack of knowledge. Yeah. yeah, and I think anybody that wants to do something like this, start a business, run for office, mm -hmm. 
have any sort of profession for that matter, the first thing you need to learn about is history. Yep. And it, it's a subject overlooked because of boredom. I don't think there's any way to make history appealing unless you want to achieve excellence and be great. And, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, I mean, I think unfortunately, uh, you know, it history is the art of storytelling, you know, and I think for for me personally, I think history is 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 incredible and it's so rich and it's again, it tells, uh, it's, I, I think it's incredible and so, but I unfortunately, I think that the 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 powers that be, so to speak. Um, uh, they don't teach history and there might be, you know, uh, a reason behind it that I don't agree with possibly. So, well, you can say it, you know, this is a Republican podcast. Well, <laughs> look, I mean, again, it kind of just comes back to if you, if you keep, uh, you know, the population and you keep people uneducated and, and to where they don't, uh, understand history and they don't understand. Are you, you talking know, about CRT? Well, I'm talking talking about that I'm just talking about just the overall indoctrination that, that is happening you know uh, throughout our uh, throughout the United States whether it be through media or whether it's through um, through our schools that's really where it gets it 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 gets really uh, uh, it's pretty it gets pretty intense and I can't speak for myself because I don't have any um, yeah. At the moment, I don't necessarily plan on having any as an 18 year old, but <laughs> sure. what really boggles me is parents who defy the system and disagree with the levels of stupidity that we deal with today, Yeah, like we're talking about in the educational system, but then they send their kids to public government funded schools, right? which I don't necessarily yeah. get. And I'm not, I'm not bashing on anybody for not being able to afford private education Sure, because most people can't. And I, yeah. I'm very fortunate that I've been able to attend a private school sure. my whole life. You bet. But it goes back to the theory of why don't you teach your kids? Right. If you're so passionate about what you learn of and course. teach them with an open mind yeah. and see what they don't agree with. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that 100%. I mean, I just, I, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm not a parent, so I can't, I can't really speak to that part of it. So, um, you know, I know that, uh, you know, one of the things that my parents did do is that when, uh, uh, when I was grounded or when I did get in trouble, they would make me read a book. And until I finished that book, um, it wasn't until I finished that book that I, 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 um, I was done being grounded. I so, think you told me that at yeah, dinner, yeah, right? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and, and so familiar. the funny thing is, is it actually ended up getting me really into reading, and so I've become a, a voracious reader, and um, and then because my dad and I had different philosophies when it came to uh, you know politics and religion, uh, I kind of used it as a as a way to try and keep up uh, with him, and so. Um, you know, but getting back to the, the mentor, uh, kind of the mentoring uh, scenario and how any success that we have, um, it's not just, it doesn't happen alone. It's just, it's impossible for it to, uh, um, uh, for anyone's success to occur. It, there's, it, it takes a team. And so I grew up in a, uh, for the first, 
I think it was first until eighth grade, I, I lived with my mom. And uh, my mom was kind of like an actress model, whatever, in, in LA and in Hollywood and ran a really fast lifestyle. And uh, she took me everywhere. So you can imagine Southern California in the 70s, it was pretty wild. Poor you. Uh, well, you know, as a kid, that was sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, I know. As a kid, yeah, you look back and you think, oh wow, that was must have been fun. But when, when you're, you know, heading up the uh, 405 uh, on a on a jet bike, uh, you know, on a Tuesday night, going to a big party up in Hollywood Hills, and you're seven years old, you know, no helmet, and uh, and you're so it wasn't a normal. It wasn't a very normal. Uh, upbringing let's just put it that way so um but i was lucky enough to uh in in high school my high school girlfriend uh her father um just an amazing uh christian man a, a very conservative um just kind of took me under his wing as as if i was his his son and um and it changed changed my life it changed the trajectory of, um, uh, yeah, it changed the tra trajectory of my life in, in so many ways. And uh, I, there's no way I, I could have uh, enjoyed the success uh, and the life that I've had. He was your rich dad. Yeah, 100%, mm -hmm. 100%. And so that's why I was I was I was gonna circle back, but nice like I job. said, you should yeah, have written well that. done. <laughs> Apparently, you're not the only one. Out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, and uh, you know, he's in his 80s now, and so uh, my father passed away about uh, I think in 2006. So it's been a while, and um, but yeah, I really did have kind of that that very the, cool. the rich dad, poor dad. Thing. Very, very so cool. It was, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, I, so there are a few things I want to pick your brain about sure. today. And you bet. Your forte, obviously, is real estate and development. And um, why, why don't you go in and give a little bio so okay. people have a brief understanding sure. that sure. they can follow? You bet. So uh, I went to Arizona State, uh, Sun Devil, and uh, I've got a uh, have an urban planning degree. And it's funny because you followed your degree. Yes. Not a lot of people. Do yeah. That. Well, the, the interesting about like architecture, engineering or urban planning that are very technical, uh, that are very technical degrees, you really can't. Well, I guess you can. You can learn anything. But uh, but you typically do need some type of schooling and you need you need to kind of study it in order to um, like, for example, the it, you know, at the city of Phoenix, which was my one of my first jobs out of college uh, as a city planner, if you have just a uh, a history degree, you, you're not going to get a you're not going to be able to be a city planner. Sure, right. So uh, it is definitely a very uh, a technical uh, and specific job. So uh, so I worked for the city of Phoenix as a city planner. Uh, for for a handful of years, and then got recruited away to work go work for the biggest uh, zoning and land use uh, law firm in the state at the time um, here in Phoenix. And then um, after about a year and a half, I think it was maybe a year and a half, two years, something like that. Then I started my company, and I started so I started my company in 1999. And Skyline so, Consultants. Skyline Consultants, yeah. And so what we do is we represent. 
our clients were Boeing and GE Capital, uh, Starbucks, uh, Beezer Homes was my first client. And so what I would do is uh, essentially um, represent them, handle their zoning cases, uh, any type of, any take them through the entitlement process, you know, where you go to plan, planning commission, you go to city council, um, or you just, you, you, you get them approved through the city. You, you work through all the different regulations and kind of a fixer a little bit and is, uh, is <laughs> what I guess my clients have, have, uh, have referred to me as. So, um, and, uh, and so then, so I've been doing that obviously for a long time. And, um, but over the last, last year and a half, I've finally been able to transition out of that into just going straight land investment and land development. Um, and, uh, you know, so for all these, because the, the, the bright light came on in my head that, I mean, I've, I had always wanted to kind of move into that direction, but, you know, I had been fixing all these land problems or, or development problems for all these years and, and getting paid, you know, at, for, uh, for doing that. So it only makes sense that I should do that for myself. Right. So, so I have, I've set up a system to where I find land that has problems with it. And, and then I, you know, reach out to the owner, um, through different, different, uh, different ways. And, um, you know, can take it off their hands. And then I fix the problem and I either develop it or, uh, so I cure the problem and I uh, either sell it or hold on to it, whatever. Well, your career path ended out quite perfectly. Right. <laughs> so, so, uh, and so that's, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the kind of the long and short of it. But, uh, but it's really exciting. What I realized is that um, uh, I'm just so fortunate that um, you know, when a, when a home builder or a developer, when they, when they go to develop a site, they would hire someone like me to take it through and subdivide it and, and, uh, uh, you know, get it set up so they, so they can build. Cause that's what they do. They build. Right. Right. So, um, and so I just realized there's not, and there's not a whole lot of, uh, there's not a whole lot of us that do this type of, this niche of, of work, even in the city of Phoenix or even in, in Arizona, because it's, it's such a, it's a, such a unique, yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's a, it's a very small niche. And so, you know, that's one of the things that you, you always, when it comes to, you know, business, how the people that are always successful are the ones that, fix problems. If you can fix a problem, you know, in the chain, somewhere along the line, um, you can make a nice living. Either do it more affordably, more effectively, or both. Exactly. That's the answer. Exactly. So something I've always been envious about growing up, mm -hmm. you know, pretty much my only strength is market psychology and value investing, so to speak. Uh -huh. So something I've always appreciated. About I, I real think. Estate, I, I, hold on a second. I think you've got a lot more uh, strengths and skills. You know what I mean. That. Yeah. You know what I mean. Okay. I'm not real estate savvy. Right. Point taken. Right. Something I've always been envious of is mm -hmm. the ability to do a 1031. Why is that not the case in the New York Stock Exchange? I don't know. Yeah. So you know, growing up, I haven't necessarily had the opportunity 
as my father, you know, he he majored in real estate. Sure. But then he graduated when the crash happened. Right. So, right. Um, you know, to be able to sit down with you, I'm really glad we could get this conversation on tape to kind of go yeah. over a little bit about what you look for in the property and your specific line. Sure. And um, sure. And and what your standards are. Yeah, I mean, for me, I look for. Uh, um, so I have a certain a system set up to where, as I figured you would. Yeah, right. I have a system to where I, and where I can buy land anywhere in the country. And speak about Brazil yeah. for a little bit. Well, yeah, and so there too. Yeah, so uh, for the uh, the viewers out there, um, uh, we were discussing uh, traveling and and uh, you know that I I've, I've traveled immensely. Uh, uh, throughout my life, I've been very fortunate, and uh, but the one place that got that just uh, infected me was Brazil, mm -hmm. and I mean that in like the most positive sense, right. you know, in terms of just uh, I went down there for a buddy's wedding, and uh, and I just fell in love with the culture and um, and the food and the music and, and the I, bridesmaids, and the bridesmaids, <laughs> and yes, you know, so. Uh, it was, uh, it, so it, it kind of got into my soul. And so ever since I've, uh, I, I taught myself Portuguese. I already spoke Spanish, but, uh, taught, my, taught myself some, uh, Portuguese and, uh, have gone to Brazil and spent a lot of time down there. And, uh, and so one of the, one of the aspects of my business model is again, using this, um, uh, I guess my, my skill in terms of being able to work through and fix issues, uh, encumbrances, as, as we call them, uh, with land. Um, and, uh, and, and because of those encumbrances and problems, if I'm able to fix them, obviously you're able to build value into the, into the, into the property. And obviously as a city planner, I learned how to be a town planner city planning that's that's kind of what you learn how to do in college that's what i learned how to do in college so. right so um what's the development like down there is there pretty uncharted territory so yeah i mean so it's one of those things where first of all the dollar is very strong right and so uh so i am uh so what what's i'm the looking comparison to do, what's between that? the currencies it's five and a half to one wow yeah and so there's, wow. there's, there's great opportunity so what I so what I'm looking to do is uh, to buy to buy land. I already have an LLC uh, or Limitada is what they call it. Set up for international trades. Uh -huh. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so uh, so I'm gonna so what I and I already have a you know a team down there and uh, and and go over for people that yeah. might not know the difference between different corporations. Why did you choose limited liability over anything else? Yeah, so so the, the cool thing about the limit the limitada or the LLC is that um, it, it's it allows uh, for uh, favorable tax right uh, uh, tax write-offs and it also the other thing that's nice about it is that as part of that system um, if you invest, I think it's one hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars in, or no, no, fifty-five thousand dollars in American, one hundred fifty reais, fifty-five thousand uh, dollars in Brazil, then you can get a two-year visa where you can basically come and go as you please. 
So what and I'm this doing, is renewed every two years. Yeah. So you buy a property yeah. every two years is right. what I'm assuming. Maybe right. more. I don't know. But if you want if you want to spend like I think a hundred grand, you can get five years. So if there's someone if so just think of all the Americans out there that have always wanted maybe they've wanted to own land internationally. Mm-hmm. And they've always maybe they've always loved uh, you know, Brazil and, and they see, you know, Rio and they're like, oh my gosh, it'd be incredible that and so what I do is I set it up to where everything's turnkey. I work through all the legal issues and uh, and get it set up to where, okay, so uh, you know, Chaz, you you wanted to buy some land in Brazil, but now with this, I've got it set up to where now you've got a two-year visa where you can come and go as you please and manage the property. Even exactly. Though you have people doing that already exactly. in your corporation. Yeah, and so. So it's turnkey. I've done all the hard work. I've found, I've gone through all the county records. I've Sounds gone a bit through, passive to me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. So, uh, but I've done all the hard work for you. I'm basically serving it up on a, on a silver platter for so, you. So what's that like in other countries? Because when I had the chance to spend some time in Costa Rica, mm-hmm. most of the land that I saw, which keep in mind was probably 20 to 50 acres a pop. Right. And that's just generally speaking, was sure. all owned by Americans. And they would have these properties and they would only be worth about four to five million dollars, which mm-hmm. compared to America, obviously, yep. would, you know, probably be tens of millions if that. Of course. And um, people would come in and they would rent the house. Yep. And I, I don't necessarily understand the profit margin if you have to pay off the people in the corporation and then also the dollar cost average there and um, just the power in general? Well, there's there. That's a good question. Um, and it depends on the country. So and the property I'm and assuming. it depends on the okay. property. There's a there's a, a, it's a myriad of variables. Uh, um, you know, it for some people, some expats or some Americans, they may just they may just wanted the they just wanted the property. Mm-hmm. They just it's their little piece of, of paradise on Earth. And so whether or not there's a, you know, is it a 5% ROI or is it just a, are they land As long banking? as it's beating inflation, they're happy. Exactly. Because, I'm, you know, the, the three things that do beat inflation are uh, gold, silver, and land, right? So well, I don't know if I agree with the first two, but that's just okay. my well, healthy inflation. disagreement with you. Right. I love it. Well, right. uh, fair enough. Well, and the reason for that is, like I said, I I grew up with a certain learning tool, Mm -hmm. which has been 99% of my father. Yep. And so the the story he always told me about gold and precious commodities is I take a piece of gold Mm -hmm. and I bury it in the backyard and I dig it up 100 years later. What's still there? Yeah. The same amount of gold. Yeah. And sure, the prices may have varied. Sure. But personally, I'm not willing to bank on the optimism and pessimism of the market. I'd rather bank on my private performance sure. of my entity. You know. Yeah, and I think that we're in, in agreement. From and that a lot standpoint. of people disagree with that. No, by no, the way. no. But it's, I'm but I'm in agreement with that. What I'm talking about is more specifically with gold and silver when it comes to uh, when it comes to um, inflation. Right. Well, that, and, that's you know that's, Warren Buffett bet on gold. Yeah, and you think I'm smarter yeah. than Warren Buffett? Yeah, I no mean, way. so yeah, the the smart the 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 the, uh, the tycoons are are buying gold if they haven't already. So, but anyway, that's a, that's obviously besides the bit. point. Yeah, but the but when it comes so so really it 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 all depends on 
the situation. It depends on the person that bought the land. Obviously, Costa Rica, their situation is very different from Brazil. Brazil is very different from Argentina. Uruguay, for example, is a country that almost all uh, Argentinians put all their money in Uruguay. Why? It's right across. It's right across the the river for one. Better tax and, benefit. And what I mean, the Argentina is essentially is a pretty. It's pretty corrupt, and uh, it's very socialistic. High taxes, inflation is through the roof. The the their 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 government is is uh, always there's always something going on. And it's just not safe to keep your money there, and so. So, like I said, that's so Uruguay is looked at as the um, as a Switzerland of of the Southern Hemisphere. Very interesting. Yeah. So they have very Uruguay has uh, incredible laws and favorable laws for offshore uh, investing and uh, you know um, banking and that type of thing. So, which how many people know that? It's just not. Well known. Well, and that's what rich dad, rich dad, poor dad covers so well Mm -hmm. is the rich do not pay taxes. And in fact, and I I have a conversation with Barry Goldwater coming up this week, so I'm really excited to pick his brain about taxation. But the fact of the matter is when taxes were instituted in the United States, it was the lower and hopefully middle class that it was built for. And it was built by them. When in fact, they are the ones that it hurts the most because the rich do not pay taxes through corporations like you're discussing, Um, you know, business write-offs. There's so many ways to go about it. But the fact of the matter is people will go where it's most favorable. Of course. And that's blind capitalism and the free market and the invisible hand. Exactly. Is what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's the thing is, and, and, and what's funny is the very, very poor, they don't, actually even pay taxes because they're the ones that the middle class's taxes are going yeah. to so they're yeah. funding yeah. the possible middle it's a whole mess well it's a totally mess. It, it like i had a conversation with a friend of mine um and uh, uh who of, of, of he's on a different side of the uh, aisle sure. in terms of his uh, political views than i am and um we were talking about the um uh this administration um wanting to raise taxes uh, on, you know, corp- on anyone making over 200 grand or 500 grand, I can't remember what it was. And at the time, and, uh, he said, good, that's perfect. I said, well, the problem is, is those, those people own a lot of, they have a lot of assets and they probably own assets that need managing by exactly. employees. And guess what? If their taxes are being raised, you're renting a house that he owns. Guess what? your rent's going up, right? you know? And it, it's all that, it, it's the whole trickle down. Oh, it happens. believe me, we're on the same side and yeah. we could talk about this for hours. Totally, totally. For the sake of the conversation, yeah. gonna do a little product placement. Okay. This is a first on the podcast. Oh, oh gosh. But don't worry, we have about 2,000 of these Oh in the my back. gosh, oh my gosh. So we can start off with uh, Silverjet. Yeah, wow, wow. Okay. To the camera yeah. right here. We can do a little zoom in. Yeah, I love it. I love so uh, Jason tells the story a million times better than I ever could. But essentially, and I've tried this water, I haven't tried it to the extent to where it would perform how it's supposed to, but mm-hmm. my father has, yeah. and he said he's seen the benefits along with pretty sure. much everybody else that I've talked to. Sure. 
So I, I know it involves the placement of oxygen in H2O. Why don't you explain it? Because I'm no scientist. Yeah, well, and I'm not, I'm not a scientist either. Um, so this, this water silver jet, essentially it, um, uh, just to make it, just imagine just uh, water, oxygen, and uh, minerals all mixed together and the patent pending what uh, for the actual um for the formula it locks in oxygen into the water so that uh, when you drink it you know it disperses throughout your body and other than sun water and oxygen are uh are the most important things you know and well, food, By the way, yeah, two of the four i guess you could say are the most important things we, we need so um so yeah this is this is this is our uh, as a kind of a side uh, uh side project and um that uh that we worked on for i don't know three four three four maybe five years and uh everything was you know moving along and then unfortunately when COVID hit uh, the bottling plant got shut down, and so the production stopped. And then there was a lawsuit from with the um, uh, with the bottling plant. So I mean, just all these things are beyond our control, right? And you know, unfortunately, a lot of time, sweat, tears, and capital is is all. It's the uh, best learner. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So so there's still an opportunity that we we once once some of these ancillary issues are are resolved that uh uh that we can take it to the market um and uh and possibly even take it to to the brazilian market first very cool yeah yeah is so, there anything like that internationally speaking no there's kind not. of the first yeah i mean and yeah so we're 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 pretty excited about it. And obviously your father, your, your, your father has, uh, has reaped the benefits of it. He was kind of our, our guinea pig. Sure. And, uh, and it have worked out. If he drops dead, I know who to call. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. One year later. <laughs> totally. So, um, but anyway, yeah, so that's, uh, so we're, we're hoping that, um, uh, that we can get, uh, uh, get that moving. And don't give specifics because yeah. I don't want to tie your hands with any of this, but sure. was the manufacturing held locally within the country or was it outs outsourced internationally? No, it, yeah, it's it's here in the United States. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of shocking something like that would happen here. It's crazy. Especially with the price it's, that comes along with it. It's with the quality control. It's crazy. For. It's insane. I, I... You know, my my business partner is the expert within the the water business, and uh, the jobs. Yeah, <laughs> so I was, well, <laughs> thank you, but no, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, but so, you know, I apparently this stuff happens all the time, and for me, I just can't get my brain around it as to how and how it could happen. I just, uh -huh. I just it's unfathomable to me. So, um, and that's obviously the frustrating part, uh, is that I don't know that, that aspect of it. And so, 
Um, and he said, look, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing I can do. And, and that's just the way it is. Have you looked into using another plant or is it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, but when you have a mold and, and we spent a lot of time obviously on the, with on the, the specific production. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, sense. you just, it, it's, you, it's not well, like the label turned out well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so is this one a prototype that there's never well, going to so, be another one like this? Uh, so this will be, so when we when we when we produce the glass uh version it will have more of a almost like an empire state building type very cool looking boss kind of yeah sophisticated yeah but it's been really hard to try and find someone that can make that right like really hard yeah yeah so and the biggest issue with with pushing a, a, a retail product is uh is do you have the means to uh, push it through the market, you know. Unfortunately, you have you know the the large companies, uh, really large companies that that buy up, you know, startups. All of this. Yeah, totally. And so, uh, but they also it, so it makes it it just it makes it tough to uh, uh, to get through the market. But that's that's the way it is, you mm-hmm. know. That's the way it is. So, um, uh, but it has changed. Certainly has changed. Uh, over the years and, and it's made it a little bit more difficult, a little bit more difficult, I'd say. So, but we're still bullish on it. So we'll see. How did you come up with the science to back it and the testing? That must've been a whole process. It was a process beyond process, but a lot of, a lot of late hours. Uh, um, I'm certainly not smart enough to have figured it out. It was figured out before I, you sure. know, before I got there. So, um, but, uh, you know, it, but it really does, it, it it's at this point, it has, it, it, I don't want to call it a, a, a failure because it's not done yet, but you know, it's, um, you know, we made some mistakes. Um, some things happened that were beyond our control and, uh, and we learned from, learn from those mistakes and, uh, but you have to, in order to, uh, I don't know, you're not going to learn unless you have some skin in the game, you know. Uh, and so we certainly learned some lessons. Well, just yeah. be thankful you could afford it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but. Uh, and you're still getting your hands dirty with new stuff. I love that. Not a lot of people do that at your age. Yeah. Say the true entrepreneur heart. Yeah, I mean, what's what's crazy? I really should have done. I really should have uh, got got started on on my uh, on my land uh, uh, investing uh, development side earlier, but you know, you kind of have the golden handcuffs. You've when you have a uh, a successful you know consulting firm with you know a lot of big clients. You just kind of there's not enough time in the day. That's one of the benefits with COVID that happened. Uh, this is kind of a silver lining for me was that I was able to just spend because a lot of my projects stopped. And so I had time to really sit down and work through this and create this system. And so, uh, um, so I'm so I'm very fortunate from that standpoint. Definitely. But, you know, yeah, I didn't I, I used that time. I didn't just sit there and watch TV and, you know, wonder who was going to send me a check. And reap the benefits of the white rice farmer. 
exactly. ancestors. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, um, yeah, you, you, you always have to be learning. You always have to be, you always have to, you, you got to push. It's nothing's easy. Anything that's worth anything in your life is um, you have to, you have to go out and get it. You got to go after it. You just, you can't wait for someone to, uh, you know, bring it to you. And, um, you know, unfortunately, there have been politicians throughout history that have, have pushed people just to rely on them. You know, uh, it's the old saying, you know, if you, if you, it's better to teach someone how to fish than to just give them the fish. Because if you give them the fish, they don't know how to do anything and they're always going to rely on you. And so well, and if you're relying on the government, you have another thing coming your way. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's your own demise. Well, there's, there's exactly. And, uh, and the only reason you would know that if you read a history book, you yep. might understand it. Exactly. A lot of people don't, a lot of young people don't. Exactly. Yep. And you know, there's also, there's a fallacy that's, that, that's pushed, you know, it's indoctrinated in our, in our kids. Um, in the school system, you know, that, uh, to, to just rely on, to rely on the government, you know? And the other problem is they're teaching kids what, what to think, you know, as opposed to how to think critically. You know, I, me personally, I think that if we have, uh, since obviously this is a capitalism, uh, platform that's the beauty of the free market that's you can right speak your mind exactly and uh I, when i was in when i was a high when i was in school they didn't teach us they didn't tell us what to think you know they they just promoted they thinking to, they yes, wanted you to exactly think. And that's an old ronald it, saying is we're not telling you what to think we're telling you to think exactly for yourself exactly and so that's and so that's the thing is but but i think that the the part of this indoctrination that's happening is not it, it's um, it's they're telling kids what to think, and that's not it's not the way. Have you seen some of these child books that are coming out? Yes. It's it's Piggy the Happy Feminist. It's and I'm not joking that that's yeah. one of the titles I read. No, this it's morning. it's I saw an article on it. You know, I mean, they're they're, they're pushing this on kids uh, way before they. Um, uh, just let kids be kids. Have the ability and to... let and let parents let parents you know uh, let parents teach their kids the values. That's where the 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 government has no business teaching values. The the school system it's has big brother esque no... exactly. And yeah. Alexa with the new sidewalk program. Yeah. Oh yeah, I unplugged my Alexa. Totally. I don't use it anymore. Yeah, I've 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 never I never did the Alexa thing, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I saw that, I'm just like, wow, this is, it just, it never ends. And yet, uh, you know, the sheep keep, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. Great. You know, I mean. Well, it's the lack of care yeah. that baffles me. It's, yeah. it's how do you, how do you not care, even if you're not an advocate for this specific part of other people's lives? You have people that are addicted to cigarettes that would yeah. be mad if Biden took away their cigarettes, but yeah. couldn't care yeah. less if. Yeah, our fourteens, as he likes to call them, were banned. And right, the guy right. doesn't know the difference between a buffer tube and a bolt, and it sure it, it really upsets me. And yeah, it's it's well, I mean, how about and then the other thing is, and 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 whatever your your position is on it, that um, you know that now all of a sudden 
uh, the government is is what what whatever happened that either whether it's the government or the medical establishment is now you know giving people free donuts to go get vaccinated you know and what about people that have other health why how come there haven't been any gym memberships given out free gym mem- memberships or you know other healthy options well, that's you know, the irony to, of the government right there exactly yeah the problem hayek said this uh the austrian economist he he always said the biggest problem with centralized um government is that there's no way that a a, a group of people you know 10 people or 20 people can know and understand what's best for the full population. Because think about all the different markets and sub-markets and, uh, that there are, whether it's uh, land or whether it's uh, hair dryers or whether it's shoes, they're all totally different markets. And so th- it, the only thing that central planning can ever lead to is by putting everyone all in the same box is tyranny. There's no other, that's how it always ends, you know? And so um, it's, in fact, his, one of his books is called The Fatal, uh, Fatal Conceit. And it's, and, it's, and it's this idea um, that uh, the fatal conceit is that essentially that the government can, can fix your problems. Right. You know, I'm from the government and I'm yeah. here to help. Exactly. As Ronald, as Ronald used to say. So, you know, it's, um, it's, uh, they're really, and, and, and getting back, oh, I remember what my point was, was that I wish that, so in our schools, in my opinion, I think they need to teach the wealth of nations or they need to, you know, teach, um, uh, uh, you know, other free market, whether it's Milton Friedman, whether it's Hayek. Um, and then you can also juxtapose it up against, you know, Das Kapital or the Communist Manifesto. And then let, let, let kids choose from there. It's unfortunate because due to what we've been discussing for the past half hour about the education system and the government's toll in that, mm-hmm. is there a lot of young Republicans even, not Democrats, um, free marketers that are going against capitalism now and prefer the term free enterprise. And I want people to know that there's a big difference in that, and that is why we chose the title Chasing Capitalism. And you can put a bad, a bad name to it, but the reality is when you go in and buy your espresso at Starbucks, capitalism. Mm-hmm. When you need more pencils for school, capitalism. The division of labor. When you to get there, capitalism. Literally everything in society... Yep revolves around capitalism. And the reason for that is because human nature has formed, strangely enough, this essence in need of supply and demand through natural hunting and, ga- hunting and gathering. And, and it Making all goes things back, more efficient. It all goes back yep. to, to sticks and free yep. market. And if you can't afford it, that's your fault. If you didn't decide to buy healthcare, then I don't know what to tell you. What did you think was gonna happen to your right. body someday? It's, it's basic Darwinism is what it is. Yep is capitalism and and so I, I just want to make that clear sure well and the other pro- the, the the other and this is it, there's a couple of things that I always always every time I kind of debate and talk with my friends that uh, uh, that are on the left 
is I always ask them, I said, okay, if capitalism is so bad, if the United States is so bad, why are people risking their lives to come here? And why, why don't you leave? Why aren't Americans risking their lives to go to Venezuela and to China? And to Cuba, from Florida. From Cuba, why? You why, could swim if you want, why, if you really why want to Why are they not badly. doing it? Why are they not doing it? And they can't ever answer the question. And that can, that tell, that It's answers. all deflection. It's not yeah. a conversation, it's, it's a deflection. Emotion. It's deflection and some motion. You know, that's Lack of knowledge is. and ignorance. Yeah, and- You summed and, it up very well. Yeah, so anyway, it's, uh, you, we, we could, maybe that's for another time, but- uh, I think we're gonna have to do this one again. Yeah, okay. It's very fun <laughs> talking to you. Yeah, Lots likewise. Lots of knowledge up likewise. there. Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, anyway, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. We'll definitely have to do it again. Okay, okay. well, Jason Allen, good. everybody. All thank right. you so much for coming Thank on. you, thank you guys, appreciate it. Right, it's a wrap, Darby. Oh, man. That was fun. <laughs> I don't know what you were sweating over. That was great. Uh -huh.